You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, sisters. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters. And it's just really a time that we can get into the Word of God. We can connect with each other, encourage each other, and really have an uplifting time together. I want to say a thank you to all of our previous speakers. I'm grateful. We have such a dynamic women's ministry with powerful spiritual sisters who have shared their lives, shared their faith with us. And honestly, every single one of you has encouraged my faith and really refreshed my soul listening to those lessons. So thank you all for tuning in today and spending this time with me. I can't believe it's been over a year since this pandemic has affected our world, shut down our world, and really changed the way that we do life. And, um, you know, I think it's important that we continue to pray for those who have lost loved ones due to the coronavirus, um, and really to continue to be empathetic to each other during this time. There was so much going on in the world, so much confusion, chaos, craziness, um, that really it can make any one of us be on edge at any day, at any time. And we're all trying to do our best, right? To try to move forward, to try to um, figure out even the new I don't know if it's normal, but just to adjust to the different changes, even as we're going from quarantine to opening up a little bit and a little bit more, which that is good news. But, you know, any kind of change is unsettling nonetheless. And so, you know, it's important that we can be gracious to one another um, as we're trying to get through the bad news going on in the world, political and social unrest. There's financial stresses, there's stress at home, whether with our family, our marriage, trying to take care of our kids, keep them safe and healthy. Um, I know some of us are taking care of our aging parents. You know, there's a lot going on. And I'm just grateful for God's grace and God's love that we can be in a church that um, really displays that kind of love to one another. So before I go on, I would like for us to be able to pray together. So let's take a deep breath and we'll pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, just for your goodness, your kindness, God, um, for your protection and your deliverance. Thank you, God, for your word that really um, is an anchor for our soul, God. Thank you for being our refuge and our hiding place when the rest of the world um, can just be so discouraging at times or chaotic at times. Um, definitely the world is hurting. I pray even for um, the recent um, victims of the San Jose mass shooting. God, I pray that you would comfort the families who have lost their loved ones. I pray for the community of San Jose that during this time that they could turn to you and find comfort in you. God, we pray for the world, um, especially the developing countries like India and Brazil, where their COVID cases are just rising and devastating whole communities and families, God. 
We definitely need you so much. God, please give us strength and courage. Help us to be your ambassadors of love and care and compassion. Help us to be your hands and arms and feet so others can know you and experience you. God, I pray that your spirit would just prepare our hearts for the message that you want us to receive today. Pray that you would work through me, God. Um, I'm just so grateful for this time to just be with the sisters together. We love you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that um, Reese and I, we enjoy doing is being able to record our favorite shows and be able to watch it together. And, you know, most of the time it's like action or like medical shows, like The Good Doctor or Chicago Med. Um, but, you know, one of, the, 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 one of our favorite ones is actually SEAL Team. And um, I know you may be surprised to hear that. Um, because it does get pretty violent and gory, which, you know, I'm not advocating any of that violence. But what is inspiring to me is, you know, the, the relationships, the sense of family that is highlighted in this SEAL team, the camaraderie and the unity that they share as a team. So just bear with me here in this analogy. You know, the uh, Navy SEALs are a special operations force, and they are part of the Navy Special Warfare Command. So they are in the battle together. They are um, on a mission together. They always got each other's back, right? Um, they're committed and loyal to each other. They will not hesitate to give up their own life for their brother. Um, you know, and, and in the show, you know, they do show that there's conflicts that go on, you know, like different ones of them at different times going through a rough time. Um, there's one guy who, you know, because of his trauma um, that he's gone through is really going through a rough time and is like, you know, using alcohol and things like that and affecting the group. But they're all working through that. But the, the amazing thing is when they're on the battlefield, when they're on their mission, it's like no doubt. They, they've got to trust each other. They rely on each other. Um, also in the show, it includes two women who are intelligence, offer, uh, intelligence officers. And they, of course, face unique challenges being women in the high ranks. But they go out of their way to support each other and to protect each other. And, you know, it's been, this has been on my heart because... I just think it it really resonates with me because recently, I'm sure you have all felt it as well, but I've definitely been feeling the effects of the spiritual battle and just this warfare on many fronts with Satan as the main enemy. And, you know, it it moves me when I see that kind of unity um, and sacrifice for one another. And it also convicts me because I remember when I used to feel that way, you know, um, in my early years as a Christian where no doubt, you know, I just always had the heart where I was determined to, you know, fight for my sisters and make sure that no one was left behind, um, that I would sacrifice willingly and unreservedly because I knew that other sisters were doing that for me as well. Um, you know, but somehow over the years, especially after taking hits, to my faith or, you know, seeing people leave, losing relationships, um, experiencing grief and loss. 
you know, when you go through that, it's easy to just kind of harden your heart and get disillusioned or um, slowly just kind of pull my heart back, you know, that I realize that's not good, you know, where I'm taking my life back or I'm, I'm more hesitant to love wholeheartedly because I want to protect my heart from getting hurt. Can you relate to that, sisters? Even in this past year, you know, it's been great to be able to just work on my relationship with God, you know, learning different spiritual practices in how to get deeper in my relationship with God. But I do feel the effects of not meeting together with all of you, you know, not physically being able to just enjoy fellowship, hug each other. I totally miss meeting together with all of you, and I cannot wait. I'm praying that it will be soon, that we will be, you know, safe enough where we can all be together again. And we trust God in that. Um, so today, I think it was just something that I've been praying about, you know, and, and uh, examining in my own self, you know, ways that I need to grow. And I just want to remind us of how special and how precious our relationships are in God's church. That it's not just about hanging out with each other socially, or, you know, just doing activities, but really it's about being in the spiritual battle together, right? That we are a sisterhood bonded together by the blood of Jesus. That we truly are soul sisters. And we need to keep on fighting for each other and not give up on each other. Now, why is this important? Well, if we look in John 15, John 15, verses 9 through 14, Jesus commands us to love each other the way that he loves us. John 15, verse 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Amen. You know, it's important that we really do see that it's a command. It's not just a good idea. It's not just something of the past, but it's something right now, here today, that I am called to, that you are called to. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to love each other. Another reason why this is important, you know, to keep on fighting for each other and not give up is because that's exactly what Satan wants that he would love nothing more than for us to stop investing in our spiritual relationships, that we would not care for each other, that we would stop initiating, maybe because we're tired of always being the one to initiate, or maybe we feel like it's not being reciprocated, that he would want us to remain silent about our disappointments, or about our expectations, our desires for close and intimate friendships. That he wants us, Satan wants us to create, he, he's always wanting us to get into disagreements or misunderstandings, to create division, because he knows how powerful 
and unstoppable God's church is when we truly do love the way that God does, that when we're unified in heart and spirit, that God's kingdom reign and rule will continue. So how can we be soul sisters like this to each other? Well, first, remember how God fights for you. Hey, remember how God fights for you. In Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10, I love this. And Paul writes, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And it goes on about how we are saved by God's grace, right? That God, how, remember how God fought for you by being merciful and gracious, that while, you know, God saw you at your worst and at a time when you were hostile to him, being of the world, and yet nothing stopped him from coming after you, coming after us in love because he believed in us. Another way how God fights for you is by being kind. In Romans 2, 4, it says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? That God's loving kindness has no agenda, except that he just wants to be close to you. That kind of genuine, sacrificial love, like it's only when we experience and we truly feel that. Like there's no agenda, there's, you know, no um, strings attached. That that kind of sacrificial love motivates us to repent, motivates us to want to love others like him. Um, another way that, God fights for us is by being faithful. In Hebrews 13, 5, God says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That God is our defender. And his love for us is reliable. Only God's love is constant, unwavering, um, steady. That even when we doubt God, even when we're faithless, that he is faithful. So we need to remember that, right? That God fights for us. And when we remember that, then we can be soul sisters by two, continuing to fight for each other. 
You know, I know that these things that I'm sharing, it's nothing new, but I just want it to be on the forefront of our minds that we need to continue to fight for each other. Or maybe if you're like myself, you know, you've gotten hard-hearted to really recommit to fight for each other, to defend God's church, to protect our sisterhood and brotherhood. I love this passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 in 9 through 11, verses 9 through 11 in the New Living Translation. It says, Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Amen. I love that. You know, just that even visual of being back to back, you know, fighting off Satan's demons or fighting off the world um, and being able to have Jesus there with you as a third or another sister, you know, or having your family group. Um, that that is what helps us to be able to continue to fight the spiritual battle. Um, I was sharing with uh, Michelle even the other week how you know, I was, I was just feeling like I was so busy and not really, you know, being intentional about making phone calls or being able to connect by FaceTime, if, you know, if we couldn't meet in person. Um, and I, you know, I started to feel the loneliness coming to set in. And it's so true. Like I'm so much more prone to depression or anxiety or um, discouragement when I feel like I'm alone. And yet just being able to have lunch with a sister and laugh or cry, you know, it's just like, I feel like I can conquer the world again. So, um, you know, we can be soul sisters by continuing to fight for each other, which means things like giving each other the benefit of the doubt, assuming the best of each other's intentions, you know, that if something is off in an interaction, that we can be curious and ask questions and just ask, hey, is everything okay? You know, instead of just jumping ahead to conclusions and making accusations. Um, fighting for each other in our relationship means being vulnerable. And this is a big one for me, something that I've been working on, because it's not easy, you know, to be vulnerable about our fears, our disappointments, our insecurities. Um, Dr. Carla Manley, who is a clinical psychologist and author of this book, Joy from Fear, she says, true intimacy demands vulnerability. It's sharing our innermost selves with another person that we build trust, safety, and the deepest of connections. When we are vulnerable with another person, we are saying, here I am. This is me. Do you love me? Do you accept me for all that I am? And, um, you know, this, this area of just being vulnerable, even being honest, right, is something that I've been really um, praying about. I feel like God has been putting me in situations to help me to grow, to help me to learn to speak the truth in love. Because after all, that's how Jesus was in John 1.17. It says that Jesus came to this world full of grace and truth. And um, I've been reading this book uh, by Jerry Scazzaro, 
Um, it's called I Quit. And in this particular chapter, she's talking about her journey in learning to be honest. So it's like, basically, I quit these different things that are not pleasing to God. So I quit, the chapter is, I quit lying. Um, but really, learning to be honest, she writes about learning to be honest with herself, with God, um, to be honest in her relationships with her husband and her friends as well, um, that how important that is for us to be able to actually have genuine, authentic relationships. And, you know, to be honest doesn't just mean just, you know, uh, irresponsibly just blurting out how you feel or just giving full vent to anger or attitudes. Not that, but um, it does take practice. Like It does take the right timing, using words respectfully, taking responsibility for our own thoughts, feelings, and reactions. But, um, you know, I am so grateful to be in the Metro LA family because actually many of you sisters have helped me in just learning to be honest, getting rid of pretense, just being okay with not being okay, you know, that uh, many of you through your um, strength of being vulnerable and just keeping it real and sharing your heart openly, that has helped me to grow. So thank you so much for that. And one sister who really does inspire me is Daisha Carter. Um, Daisha has created her own podcast called Widow, I Go From Here. And she shares so vulnerably about just the unimaginable pain of suddenly losing her husband, Kima, and just how her journey of learning to find strength in God in the midst of grief and loss. And I just love it. I, I listen to her share her heart. It's raw. It's authentic. Um, and it just you know, pulls me into her life. And I just love how she is so surrendered to God to take everything, you know, to really integrate her emotions in her relationship with God. And I feel like that is truly walking with God. And so I'm so inspired by Daisha's courageous commitment to just being brutally honest, surrendered, and just letting God mold her. So if you get a chance, check out her podcast. It's on Spotify. Um, But just to, you know, continue on fighting for each other means walking through the victories and the disappointments of life together. You know, it means um, being gracious to each other, knowing that we're going to, you know, have our bad moments, our bad days, maybe bad weeks even. Helping each other to find strength in God, being patient with each other, you know, carrying each other's burdens. Um encouraging each other, you know, with scriptures, um, reminding each other that God is with us, you know, don't give up. You know, last week, um, Saturday, it was so encouraging to be at the women's monthly prayer that just started up again. And I really want to say thank you to Lisa Morris and the, um, the sisters from the Amazing Singles Ministry who hosted the prayer time. Um, it was just really such an uplifting time. Um, of course, you know, we sat in the parking lot in our own chairs, socially distanced. Um, but it it just brought so many memories, you know, of our past, uh, women's prayer times. 
And, um, you know, they were so thoughtful. They had roses to give to each sister. Um, they had some snacks. We got a chance to pray together as a group and then break off. And, you know, some of us walked around the building. But I just was just relishing in just these times. You know, I just thought, gosh, I miss this so much. And, um, you know, I, I know that not everybody feels comfortable yet meeting in person. Um, so I get that. I mean, if you are able to, then that's awesome. Or if it's just even over, you know, FaceTime or over the phone, being able to pray, like that connection is so, so important to our faith. And um, I want to encourage us to fight for those times. It was encouraging to hear about some of the park services, the in-person services that we're starting to have, um, and some of the house church services. I heard that um, at one um, house that the disciples were there, they had service together, and they just kind of fellowshiped the whole day. Like, it was just a whole day of worship and being together. That is so awesome. Turn with me in First John chapter 4 in verses 19 through 21. First John 4 in verses 19 through 21. And it says, We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother and sister, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother or sister. Amen. As you continue to grow in your love for God, in your relationship with God, remember, sisters, that we are totally better together. That is the beauty of God's plan. That is God's plan for his church, that we have our relationship with God, but that we are to live out our faith in community with each other. And that the true test of our love for God is our love for each other. You know, being willing to have the hard talks, the awkward, you know, whatever, trying to work out bumps, um, that sometimes we don't know what to say, you know, when, when we're going through a rough patch in our friendships. But I encourage us just to keep going to each other, not away from each other. And I want to, you know, just have us imagine, sisters, just imagine if we each decided to never let go, to never give up on the sister to our right and to our left. You know, just imagine just holding on to each other. Imagine that we take our relationship seriously. That we decide we are not going to let Satan get between us no matter what. That we know that God's church, you know, we don't always get it right. We make a lot of mistakes. It gets messy in our relationships because, face it, it's made up of us sinners. But... If God continues to love us and extend great grace to us, that we can do that for each other. That if we continue to follow God's plan, then God's love will never fail. So today, sisters, let's decide to be true soul sisters by remembering, one, how God fights for us, and two, continuing to fight each fight for each other, not each other, but to fight for each other by being vulnerable, by being honest, by being empathetic, never giving up 
loving each other for the sake of God's glory. And by this, sisters, we, we will. We are building a better church for our children, for their children, for future generations. So I love you, sisters. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Please take, take care of yourself. Let's take care of each other. Until next time. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.